distorted the mic. <laughs> are we recording right now? Yeah, we are. Okay, good. All right, so we are officially live. live. Welcome to the Alpha Omega Podcast. Boom, boom. We are back with the boys, and uh, we're trying some new things. But um, yeah, my name is Dominic. I'm Keegan. And I'm Bobby. And we are Alpha Omega. Yes. The one and only. Well, <laughs> yeah, really. so, um, yeah, we have some exciting things going on. Um, Keegan, do you actually want to explain why we're dressed up right now? Yes. I, uh, <laughs> so we, <laughs> for those of you who are listening to just the podcast, you're not really understanding, but we are trying to launch like a new YouTube thing, an Alpha Omega YouTube. And t- so, uh, I came up with the idea that I think it would be super fun for each week to have like a different theme. Like, so this week's theme is dress for success. And so we are all dressed. I'm wearing a tie. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. No, it's good. It's, it's great. Not it's great. At all. No, Continue. not at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So for those of you that are watching on YouTube, this will be like a fun little thing that we do just to keep it light, to keep the comedy there. Because we're talking about serious things and important things, but at the same time, we still want it to be the funny, goofy Alpha Omega. And so... I'm going to try to come up with a different type of theme every week. And this week is Dress for Success. And we'll get into that, I think, the more that we get into the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So Keegan's like our uh, costume designer. So mm. I'm sure we'll be in some spandex here at some point. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but get off your phone. Hey. I'm looking at my notes, bro. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right so as a quick swipe. So, yeah, um, we actually have a couple new things going on. Um. We're going to try and upgrade the quality a bit here, and so we're experimenting, so bear with us if things might sound a little weird, um, but we're trying some new things out, um, and actually one of the new things we're doing is a series, so we're starting a series to kick off season two of Alpha Omega. Um, does someone want to explain kind of what direction we're going with that? I guess that's me. Uh, well, <laughs> we're, we thought long and hard about this and uh we think that we're gonna start with the life of david and just kind of go throughout the different stories we don't really have a set get like a set amount it could be it could be four episodes it could be 12 we don't really know but we're just gonna be talking and doing a study of the life of david and um the key principles of his life that uh impact us today yeah yeah so I think, yeah, right now, I think we talked about four, but honestly, like, as we get into this, like, we can change our mind about that. So if it's going really well, we might do more. If we're, if we maybe have something else, then, w- you know, we might switch gears. But, um, yeah, so we're talking about David, and it's fitting that we're going to start in his kind of early life, um, before he's king, before all the crazy stuff goes down um, with him and Saul. Um, but we're going to talk about the fame story of David and Goliath, and hopefully in a lens that maybe we've not heard it before. But um, basically what happens um, in First Samuel is where the, sh- the scripture's at that we're getting into. Um, 16, 12 through 23, David is just anointed and appointed to the king's house as the harp player. So that's when, like, the Spirit of God leaves out of Saul and enters into David, and then there's that, like, evil spirit from God that's 
causing mayhem in Saul's life. Um, and so he he's appointed to the house of Saul to play music every time that evil spirit comes upon him. And then in chapter 17, this is the whole picture being painted of the two armies gathered at Sukkot, um, Philistines versus the Is- Israelites. They're on either side of the valley. And Goliath comes out, gives the whole description about how massive and scary and heavy his armor is and all that stuff, um, you know, and how he's prideful and he's basically openly defiant towards the armies of God. And um, Israel and the king are afraid. And then um, the scriptures paint the picture of David being a shepherd at this time. He's a youth, so he's a young boy or a young man. And um, he's called by his father to bring his brother's grain and cheese to the commander of the army so he can kind of bring back information to his father about how his three older brothers are doing because they're in the army. So um, so David goes. He sees Goliath. He, he happens to be coming out to give his, like, daily speech because this has been going on for, like, over a month now. And um, so when David hears that, he kind of gets a little bit, peeved and he's like why is this guy up here like openly flaunting his pride against you know israel like we are god's chosen people yeah and we hear the first uh kind of uh roast in the whole bible where he says what's that who is this uncircumcised philistine Ooh. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Boom, gross. That's like that's like <laughs> the that's like the first trash talk of the bible like you know you, you don't get trash talk of the bible but that that's it's pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, it's like, you ain't Jewish. Get out of here, man. God and Job. Job and God was kind of... True. God you gird up your loins and you instruct me. That's, 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 smack talk. that's just scary. That is. If God said that to me... My knees would be shaking. There would be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so that's the whole picture. Um, so at this point, we're actually just going to read this bit of scripture because this is probably the main part that we're pulling like our principle from for this podcast. So it starts in chapter 17 of first Samuel verse 31 through 37. I'm just going to read it real quick. When the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail on account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Then Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him for you are but a youth while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock. I went out after him and attacked him and rescued it from his mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, since he has taunted the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. That's pretty epic. And I instantly think of Keegan. I I do too, because that that just proves my point that bears can be submitted. (laughs) (laughs) For those of of you that don't know Keegan, uh, he has a theory that he would be able to uh, submit a grizzly bear. Single-handedly. Single-handedly. They wouldn't expect it. They would accept me as one of their own, and I'll just shoot the gap and 
Kidding. They would accept you as one of their own. Just shoot the gap. Shoot the gap. <laughs> Just shoot the gap. He'll oh, be in an arm bar before he knows it. Anyways. Uh yeah. So yeah. I mean, this is a crazy story. I think honestly, a lot of us grow up in the church and we hear the story of David and Goliath over and over. And I, I don't think we really look at David as just like this little kid who tended the sheep. And and even if we did, we never realize like the real dangers that come with like guarding animals and like being out in the wild and watching over sheep, you know, all day and all night, like things go down. So like it's it's kind of crazy how blatantly in the scripture it's like David fought off lions and bears as a young, like young man. Like probably, I mean, I would guess a youth is like maybe teens, like, you know, anywhere from like 13 to 18 is what I imagine. And that's like super commendable. Like I, that just blows my mind. But so, so Bobby actually came up with the concept for this, um, principle this this theme so um what were your thoughts like when when coming up with this and like what's going on in life right now that reminds you of the story of david um so i really uh i don't want to take all credit because i kind of that jacked it from a sermon that i was watching um by charles metcalf at transformation church shout out um no free shout out so so uh uh be 29.99 (laughs) (laughs) uh so we were just, uh, his main per, uh, point was just um, a lot of times when we're in a waiting season and that kind of fit with me because I, I I'm kind of in the, the middle of a <coughs> waiting season of uh, not quite where I want to be, but like um, I, I can see the vision and the next steps towards it um, and just uh, how important uh, practice is. And like you say that, and it sounds kind of like elementary, and um, it kind of sounds like a well, duh, like that makes sense. But um, in the context of like ministry or even calling, like I feel like a lot of times you you don't really get talked about practice in church or youth group or whatever. Um, and so his point was just um, not often do you uh like miraculously get like step into your calling and just like one day someone hands you something and is like it's your time like uh time to like step up and get in get into the game um so like his example was like if you're called to be a pastor no one's just gonna like one day out of like on a sunday just like just like hand you the mic point you to the crowd point you pull you out of the crowd and be like you know what it's this guy's time like um, and there's like steps to it. Um, and just when you're in that season of waiting, um, it's for a purpose and God has a purpose behind it of, um, he's not going to put you in a public setting to, while you practice, because, um, then if you're practicing in private, uh, you don't get the added pressure of the, the public eye. And, um, if you fail, it's less of a, um, discouragement or uh like a setback i guess because um you don't have that added weight of everybody seeing you practice so just being intentional about the in a season of waiting just uh what are you doing to prepare for the next season or whatever you feel like you're called to be 
Right. Yeah, that all that li- really just reminds me of like kind of the theme for this week like like we're dressing up and like it might seem kind of cheesy to some people but like we're we're in the season that we're in for a reason and like we kind of waiting really is just doing your best where you're at and so like I don't know what are your thoughts Keegan on like like practicing and calling and like like what are we supposed to do in the meantime when we're trying to shoot for something greater I think just like like you're saying, like just keep practicing with where you're at. I think God does this all the time. God equips us and prepares us for things that we don't even know are coming. And like you don't always have to just be waiting for what God is equipping you for. Like I'm sure whenever David was putting bears in arm bars and submitting lions <laughs> that he, he didn't know he was going to be going up against a, 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 a Goliath the giant. Yeah. Who... I don't remember exactly how tall he is, but he's freaking ginormous. Six cubits, whatever that means. Yeah, I'll leave Dom Six to the measurements. Six cubes. But, <laughs> like, whenever God was preparing David for this moment, he I'm sure he didn't see it coming, but whenever the moment came, he knew he was ready because mm-hmm. God had prepared him for it. Yeah. So it's just doing what you can with where you're at, and then God will make sure that you're ready. Yeah, that's a really good point. You know what we don't really see in the story is... David searching for Goliath. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So like, you Dang, know, that is a good point. In a way like da- like I feel like I feel like when God is calling us to something, it's always apparent in the moment and and if we really open our eyes to like what he's doing and realize that he's sovereignly placed everything in front of us. There are no coincidences coincidences like this is something we talked about on our last season of the podcast like at a certain point, if you believe in the sovereignty of God, you have to believe that nothing was a coincidence. And so if there was something that maybe even you didn't expect to happen in your life, but it's prepared you for a moment that just popped up in a way that's like, I, I feel confident in blatantly saying like, this is the will of God for me. He's pre- and De- even Devin says this, like in, we're doing testimonies right now. He says, you know, I don't really know why I, I grew up adopted or or why you know i have these issues with my my parents but then i'm in youth group and i'm sitting across from a 12 year old kid who's having the same problems with maybe um you know a parent and not understanding why god is doing this and like so in a way we can look at the hardships of our life and say i just hope that god can use this for his glory later and and i it's i think it's pretty I'm I'm confident in saying that he almost 100% will like nothing. I don't think anything is like, Oh, that's a coincidence. Like, yeah. you know, you just learned to fix a radiator on a car. Just wait. I'm sure God will put something in front of you where you can serve someone and helping them with their radiator. It's like, you know, and that might be kind of a cheesy way or simple way of looking at it. But I've had lots of conversations with people who are like, Lots of people think that like trial, the trials that are happening in their life and the difficulties that are happening in their life are like, oh, woe is me, life sucks. But I think a lot of times if you take a step back, your trials don't always, don't always have to be just for you. Like God could be preparing you to help somebody that ne- is going to need you in the future. Mm-hmm. So if you look at your like, you know, tr- like everybody has different struggles and stuff like that. But if you look at your struggles and your trials as like, maybe this could be not only for me, but to help somebody in the future. I think that could be very helpful. Yeah. 
and um I heard another pastor put it um a lot of times we view our circumstances as um we start grieving what's happening to us instead of looking at it and like he put it bluntly like sometimes the the answer to the prayer you're looking for you're currently grieving because you don't view it as because God didn't do it exactly how you prayed for you prayed for your will not his will and so now when he answers the prayer that you like you've been praying for 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 weeks months days whatever it was he gives you an answer to that and it's not exactly the answer you the way you would do it or how you wanted it to be done you think oh woe is me like the relationship ended or i lost my job and it was actually like god taking that out of your way so that he can put you in the exact scenario he needed to for you to get closer to your calling 100 percent. i feel like that's always the scenario like it's always something that you don't expect but even like when we share testimonies this is just more and more apparent when i hear the grace of god on people's life it's always i didn't think this and then look at me now like look at what god is doing like you can just step back and like it's I don't I don't know anyone that's like, yeah, God did exactly what I thought he would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't think that really happens. And and so I think that is a big part of surrender. Like we can try and play battleship with God in the trajectory of like, I think he's gonna hit E four next. Like maybe and you maybe you might you might be at the point where you guys are so tight and it's like you got a good relationship with God. I can see you like prophesying and all this stuff and it's like you know, I do believe that that sometimes we can say, I think God's moving here. But at the end of the day, like we have to have open hands and say, I think this is what's happening. But also, God, if that's not where you're leading me, like mm-hmm. I'm going to take a submissive role and just step back and, and allow you to guide me. And um, that's that's not an easy thing. But yeah, more often than not, it's not we're playing battleship with God. It's we're trying to play battleship. He's playing chess. Yeah, like he's it's thinking, a whole nother game. It's a whole nother game to him. Like he has a whole nother way or direction that it's going. Yeah. That you can't even see because you're playing a whole different game in your head. Yeah. I don't play games. Yeah, I don't play no games, man. <laughs> <laughs> he bought that action. He bought that action. <laughs> yeah. Um so so zooming out, like I, I don't know where we're going to go with David's life and what principles we're going to come up with. I'm sure we'll hit da- like David and Bathsheba at one point. I'm sure we'll get into some grimy stuff. But but zooming out from this moment, like how can we see God preparing, like you were saying, kind of like behind closed doors? How can we see God using this in David's life ahead of time? Like. I know that might be kind of a hard question, but. Well, I think you could make the point that in in the David and Goliath story, David is already, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, it doesn't really affect my point, but we're just going to roll with it anyways. David has already been told by Sol- Solomon. No, that's no, his son. No, not. What's the uh, prophet? Samuel. Samuel. All the S names always get me. Uh, has already been told by Samuel that he's going to be the next king. Am I right about that? Um, maybe. I know he's anointed. He has the spirit of God mm-hmm. on him already. I don't know 
if he was prophesied over already. I think he was just entered into Saul's house. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, well, it's either, kind of irrelevant because yeah. we know where he ends up. Yeah, but either way, I think it was more, not even for David, but um, for the people of Israel to see, like, what a leader is supposed to look like. Mm. Like, we see the king is hiding in the background, not wanting to fight Goliath, and yeah, this scared. little youth comes out and fights for not for the people of israel but for god like i think we sometimes forget that that like david didn't not that he didn't but he didn't fight for the people of israel he fought because as soon as uh goliath started like disrespecting disrespecting god that's when that's what set it off for him it wasn't oh there's these foes coming against our people it was oh he's disrespecting god I'm going to slay that uncircumcised Philistine. Like yeah. that's what that's what set him off. And so I think we get to see that the people of Israel see that what a real leader is supposed to look like in when someone comes against their god. And so Yeah, it, and the confidence like looking at the scripture again, it literally says um like while David points out, he says your servant has killed both the lion and the bear like to a certain extent, he takes some confidence in saying, like, my hands did this. Mm-hmm. But he also defers the glory and the strength to God. He says, since he's taunted the armies of the living God, that's his reason for being bold. But he says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. So there is a faith concept there in saying, like, maybe I'm the vessel. Like, maybe this is God wants to use me to do this. But the strength comes from him. Like, mm-hmm. if this comes out positive, it's because of him. And it even makes me think of um, Daniel in, in Three in the Fire. Like, the Lord may deliver me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. But even if he doesn't, he is a good God. And so it's kind of that same concept. I think David just goes into it like, honestly, bro, like, if he can deliver me from a lion and a bear, like, this guy is even less hairy. I think we could figure <laughs> it out. So... I yeah I think it the confidence comes from God but but also there is there I do think there's a principle there's a point to be had in David realizing like I I've walked with God before mm-hmm. like I've so there is that like I've been walking with God and I've trusted him in this in this prior moment so I have the confidence to trust him now and and I think we have to challenge ourselves a little bit here and again, I'm not saying search for Goliath because I think that is fa- like that is not something we should be doing. I don't think we should be looking ahead to say, where's my big David and Goliath story? Uh, wh- what I do think we should do is be looking for the ways that God's testing us behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when something arises in your heart, you know, say like I, I specifically feel like uh, a pride or a bitterness or a discontentment or or maybe... I even have like a a disdain or a jealousy for a brother or a sister. That's God testing you behind closed doors. And he, I don't, I don't think you'll be very blessed in going into a higher position of authority in ministry. If you, if you can't even, you know, pray and work out like how, how can I get this out of my heart right now? Because God's will for us is to love one another. And so anytime there's something that comes up in between us, I think we have to be very 
um, attentive and guard ourselves against that and like rebuke it almost and come against it instantly. Um, Because there, there will be moments in the Christian life as we progress. And I think as our convictions grow stronger, as we're put more into a position of leadership or spotlight or anything like that, there's going to be heavier opposition. There's going to be more blatant and like disrespectful opposition. Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I don't know, I look at street preachers and stuff and I'm like, that's scary. Like there's people who get beat up. There's people who get like urinated on, spit on, you know, it's like, if I can't even like, if I can't even tame my heart to love a brother or sister who's not done any wrong to me, how can I look at my enemy in the face and be like Christ and, and just people insulting me, insulting me and just not say a word and entrust myself to God like that. So I do think that it's a really important thing for us to to uh, like step into challenges and like be attentive to when God is saying, like, can you handle this? Mm-hmm. Like, bring this to me. Can you be faithful in the small thing? Yeah. Yeah. And a lion and a bear is not a small thing, but. I think it manifests in our life in in things like yeah. of the heart and but well and I think it points back kind of like going back to the the principle we originally discussed um part of David's confidence did come from the fact that he he had walked through the line and the and the bear and um he was faithful in what seemed like the like more sig- insignificant thing, but it also gave him the confidence of when when Saul uh, offers him his armor, he knows that that's not going to work for me because I didn't pra- like I didn't use that to take out the lion of bear. Like your your method of defeating this giant isn't what's going to work for me, and so just knowing that. Um, Kind of to what you were saying about when we look at another brother and kind of get jealous or like see envy of like, oh, well, this worked for them. So maybe it will work for me. Like when we're faithful in the small things, we know what works for us. So we don't have to try to try to put something else that doesn't fit for like our calling or what we're called to. Yeah. On. And we we know what will work for us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah, Devin says it all the time. Like, everybody does ministry differently. Mm-hmm. And so we might look at someone else and say, like, you you do this differently. You put something else on in order to get this done. Or maybe you don't need to. Or, you know, you use different tools. But I think we need to honor each other in that. And maybe even some of us might be trying to put our armor onto other people mm-hmm. in a way. And, like, some people just might not need that. Yeah. Like, and and if, if you don't need that, like, fantastic. But, um... What do we think of, because later in the story, right after that, actually, um, David's like, you know, I'm not dealing with any of this armor. And then he picks up five stones and and hits him in the forehead with one stone. Like, I just find it, I think think God, this is a little bit of God's humor in like, in humbling the proud, right? Because he says that he will humble the proud and exalt the humble. And I think this is a prime example of that. But like, what what's something what's a conclusion we can draw from God um dealing with Goliath in this way like with one stone <laughs> don't miss <laughs> yeah. yeah don't miss well i mean pride comes before the fall so yeah 
Yeah. I just, yeah, I find that I've, a lot of this story is, is bizarre. And, and, uh, th- I'm, when, when we're talking about David too, I, I think a lot about Psalm 23, just cause that's probably one of the most popular Psalms, but, um, it's just interesting. Like he, he really doesn't, he knows that God can do whatever with whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I, I won't fear because you're with me. So whether it's a rock or, or a sword or whatever the case, like I know that, that you're with me. And ultimately it's not the weapons that we have. It's not the resources that we have, but I think it's just looking at who <laughs> God is and, and believing and trusting that he is is sovereignly over everything and he's more powerful than any weapon that we could ever you know have in our hands so but yeah that i i tend to i find i find stories that have to do with any sort of pride um they just kind of hit extra different <laughs> like i don't know it makes me think of nebuchadnezzar and like mm. you know just just these guys who they think they're all that. And and the truth is, like, no matter how strong you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much status you you put your trust in, at the end of the day, every single one of us bleeds red and every single one of us is going to die. Like, that's at the end of the day. And so I've, I, I was teaching, actually, youth uh, a couple weeks ago. It was my first time. And I was teaching on Psalm 23 and I was trying to get them to understand, like, what would you do if you jumped out of an airplane? Like, what's one thing you would take with you? And I was trying to get them to to realize it's insane to trust anything else but a parachute. And so I feel like that's kind of true in this story. Like, you know, whether you had the best weapon, a bigger javelin than Goliath, like, it doesn't really matter. It's it's who you're trusting and what you're trusting. And so I think it, it really is at the end of the day, insane to trust anything but God. And yeah, this is, I mean, there's countless stories throughout the Bible where he's trying to prove that point, but this is definitely a good one. Like a little tiny smooth, a smooth stone defeats this massive warrior. It's good stuff. You have any, any thoughts, Keegan, on, on the story overall or over testimonies, anything in life, things you're learning? <laughs> in life? Yeah. Just learning, don't go into soft sand with a truck and trailer. <laughs> the trailer's stuck this afternoon. Yeah, Keegan's been working a lot, so. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm just balancing all the different things that are happening in life right now. Well, it's, yeah, but, yeah, but, God. yeah, um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, any closing thoughts, Bobby? I'm sure uh, we could chat about this for a while, but, yeah, I think, w- kind of just to go off of that last question, one, one quick thing that God's just been working on is, like, um, don't close, when you're, praying for something keep your i'm trying to think the right phrasing but be open to how god can answer that prayer Mm -hmm. um because just this last week like he's 
there's been multiple scenarios where I've been praying for something and like really stressing out about something and he comes right through and just provides in ways that I didn't didn't even imagine or even think to like consider. I couldn't think or imagine. Oh, my bad. According to his power, <laughs> running in a <laughs> that's on Jaira. Sorry, but yeah. So just don't don't close the doors, and when when an opportunity arises, like be be present enough to realize that it's God answering, not um uh yeah, and just don't don't be so quick to shut down. You're trying to open and close your own doors. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, surrender might be a good topic. Yeah, I'm excited to see where we kind of take this because there's lots we could do with David. It could be cool to go into the Psalms a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we're excited. Um, things are, are going well at GCBI. Always yeah. getting into the year a little bit, and we're being challenged as leadership and – Trying to trying to grow, trying to do well with the things that we've been given, and um, but yeah, so we hope you guys are blessed by this. We're really trying to figure this thing out and do it do it real, do it good, and so yeah, keep an eye out for the YouTube video. We'll probably update the social media with that and get some pictures out. But tell your friends, spread the word. Tell your daddy, tell your mama. Gotta tell your daddy, but you can tell. Yeah, tell your daddy. Tell your friends. And your friends. And your enemies, actually. Yes, yeah. tell your enemies. Send your enemies. They probably Omega. need it. So. Yeah. Um, but don't tell them that they're your enemy. Yeah, you don't. To them. Hey, yo, no, like, I hate you. You should listen if to this. Your, if one of your friends you tells you to this. listen to this, it doesn't mean they're your enemy. It just means they care. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God so, told me to tell you yeah. that you need to listen to that this. That you need to Sussy bugger. Yeah, so keep an eye out. Um... We're we're definitely gonna get some things going. We're gonna try and get these out bi weekly. If if things slow down or, or we're taking a vacation, we'll try and let you guys know on social media. Follow us on Alpha Omega at Alpha Omega Podcast on Instagram. Um, look us up on Spotify, Alpha Omega Podcast. And um, maybe we'll start a YouTube channel. Maybe we better. Evan we're taking a video. Yeah, but like I don't know if we'll start a whole channel. I'm, I might ask Devin and Caroline see if they're down to put it on GCBI. Ooh. Start using we're, GCBI. We're, we're, we're trying to, you know, that's, that's kind, kind of my job is like building the brand and mm. and uh, also kind of marketing. And this is like really like pre-sneak pre, pre, pre sneak peek. Ooh. We might be dropping some merch soon. Ooh, yeah. We have been talking about merch. We have we got some uh, mock-ups. We, yeah. It's pretty, pretty fire. As a member, I get free merch, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, are you kidding me? Okay, we're selling them for like 300 bucks, so that's a fat discount. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so exciting, exciting things coming up. Um, reach, reach out to us, us if you guys know us, like, or, or or even if you just follow the Instagram, like, shoot us a message if you have burning questions, if you have something that you want answered, or you think would be a cool topic for some young, foolish, naive men to talk about. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, kind of. Um, <laughs> what? speak for you so yeah. <laughs> no but uh yeah shoot us shoot us your your topics your questions and um hoping to get some guests on yeah eventually. yeah hopefully some guests soon um 
maybe during the series, maybe not. But either way, keep uh, keep keep uh, uh, up to date and uh, tune in. And, uh, Shout out to my dad because he pulled me out this afternoon, or I would have been stuck. Shout, yeah, out, shout to out to his dad because we Chris. both would have been stuck. Yeah, we we were like that truck was buried in the. Y'all earth. were sanctifying grass today. Maybe we'll post it on the Instagram. I was sanctifying the dirt with that truck. <laughs> Got a picture of it just so I can. <laughs> Did you? It. I took a video. Uh, yeah, shout out dad. Um, shout out dad. We got any other shout outs? You were gonna shout me out, so if you wanted to, I mean, yeah, I guess like Bobby kind of helped today, so I'll shout. I'll give him a half. Half shout out. Half shout out to Bobby. Take shout out the GCBI students. Shout out uh, all the leadership and everybody that's teaching us this year. And yeah, um, yeah. Shout out Dom for just being an all around sexy guy. Oh, okay. If we're putting this on GCBI, we can't. We can't. Uh, can't say sexy. I don't know. Is that biblical? Premarital. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me in my eyes when you say that. <laughs> all right, we should probably wrap this up before we get too delusional. But anyways, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you on the flippity-flop. Deuces. Deuces.